The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening? It's the Friday edition of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Of course, there's been breaking news if you haven't heard yesterday. We'll get into all of that. One of my favorite mentors... Now, I don't. he's not really a mentor because I've never really met him, but he's my distant m- mentor, uh, is going to do our black fact today. It's just a wonderful black fact, and you'll hear him here in just a moment. He's just, to me, he's just one. He is, in my opinion, the smartest guy in the world, and so articulate and intelligent, and just makes it all plain as far as the origin of who we are. So we'll get him up here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Brittany Griner and Victor Boot. Um, I know a lot of y'all are happy. I got a problem with this. I'm going to let you know what it is. You're going to be mad at me. But what else is new? You all are always mad at me because I lay it out plain. And I'm going to lay this out plain. We're also going to once again debunk this equal work for equal pay crap when it comes to the NBA and the WNBA. Okay? We're going to debunk that totally. Tired of hearing about it. That's a red herring. And I was talking to my son, and uh, by the way, I want to remind you guys, uh, tomorrow, Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m., join at radio.com, the weekly sports magazine. We're talking sports. So we were kind of talking about what we're going to talk about on sports. He says, well, Dad, we got to talk about Dion. We got to talk about Dion. I'm kind of tired of talking about Dion. But I'm going to talk about him again today. And more or less, I'm going to let Bomani Jones talk about Dion. And I think... A lot of people still don't get what a lot of us are saying. I'm going to try to explain it to you again today as well. And also, we got to talk about Reverend Jamal Bryant. I believe that is that's him, who has a church in Atlanta. And he's talking about getting a license to sell weed in order to attract black males. You should be offended. I'm offended because what you're just saying, Jamal Bryant, is that black males are weed heads. And what you don't really understand is why black males don't go to church. They understand your game. 
And I'm going to read to you what a friend of mine posted because he's right on point. And I'm also going to read to you what my cousin posted, who's a prominent minister here as well. And I, we'll get to that in just a moment. That's going to be good. And oh, by the way, Van Jones has nominated himself to apologize to the, for the black community because no one came out. The majority of the people that he expected didn't come out and attack Kyrie Irving. <laughs> what the hell is Van Jones doing? Who died and appointed him king of the black people? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sick of this guy. I, I, I just, ever since he got that money donated to him, he's just been despicable. He's just despicable. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember who donated him that money. Uh, let's see here. Van Jones gets money donated to him. Who, who was that? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. I forgot about yeah, we got to talk about that. By the way, it just hit me. It just, oh, the, oh, the irony, the irony, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't expect this to go that way, but it just did. Y'all got to hang 10. This is going to be a damn good show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I boy, with some uh, them intellectual epiphanies when they hit you, boy, they hit you. <laughs> anyway, woo. Alrighty then. <laughs> okay, are y'all ready to get the show started? Because I I'm ready. Because uh, when stuff like that hits me, I'm like, ooh wee. Oh wow. Okay, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's do our black fact. And as I said, this black fact is Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think you'll like it. Dynamic black facts. Our culture, our history, our people. Skin color. They put them all in one bin. But if you have the most genetic diversity then in practically every way humans vary, you would find the extreme of that in the African continent. Where would you find the tallest people in the world? Watusi tribe of Africa. How about the shortest people in the world? Pygmies. The pygmies. Not even that far away. Right. Geographically. They have the same skin color, so the Europeans said these are one group of people, one race. Um... Where might you find the slowest people in the world? Well, no one looks for them. Where would you find? There's no races to find the slowest people. How about the fastest people? Africa. Okay. People of African descent have dominated the long distance as well as the sprint. Two completely different physical abilities. Oh, but they're all dark-skinned people. They're all Negroes. Okay. Where would you likely find the dumbest person in the world? Africa. How about the smartest person in the world? Africa. How about the Egyptians? The From Europeans Africa. did not look 
for people smarter than they were. Okay? And to this day, where they find evidence where that might have been the case, you have people saying aliens did it. Mm. Egypt is, of course, in Africa. Yeah. A brilliant civilization. Oh, my gosh. While Europeans were still either disemboweling heretics or whatever the hell they were doing, even before that, uh, thousands of years ago. So my point is, if you don't look for it and you don't find it and you're going to create a map of humans of the world, you're going to put yourself at the top. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to write things like this. Uh, Who do you want to hear from? Thomas Jefferson or Francis Galton? Jefferson. Jefferson. 1785. Speaking of the Negroes. Comparing them by their faculties of memory, reason, and imagination, it appears to me that in memory, they are equal to the whites. In reason, much inferior. As I think one could scarcely be found capable of tracing and comprehending the investigations of Euclid. And in imagination, they are dull, tasteless, and anomalous. What what is Euclid? I honestly don't know how many Euclid-fluent white people Jefferson knew in the original American colonies. Euclid invented a geometry. Okay, Euclidean geometry is ancient Greece. And his books still exist to this day. So he's saying the black slaves don't know Euclid, can't figure out Euclid. (laughs) Well, they haven't been educated. Well, regardless, how many many white farmers in 1785 USA were New Euclid? Yeah. No. Zero. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But whatever were his observations and objections to black people, he had no hesitation continually mating with at least one of them, producing six children. Um, So you know what I did here? Uh, oh, Oh, then there's a guy who wrote a whole book comparing black people and white people a book that was used into the 1960s it was called the origin of races by carlton coon um he wrote if africa was the cradle of mankind which he recognizes it was only an indifferent kindergarten europe and asia were our principal schools so this is these are people putting themselves at the top he's white so he's got to put white people at the top then i thought suppose anthropologists were black racists instead of white racists what would they write what would they come up with well also what he's saying is ridiculous because if, if it's kindergarten how did they do the pyramids <laughs> it's the most complex <laughs> structures <laughs> ever known to man hold on so but we can't reproduce today no, 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 it's, all of us my only point is when you have that mindset and you have to put yourself at the top and all people with dark skin are one entity, you're not looking for people smarter than you. You're not. Uh, there's other evidence here. That, do you realize that the people who get the highest scores on standardized tests in England are, are people, immigrants from the Igbo tribe in Nigeria? And these are, their kids outscore all the, 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 the quote, native white people in, in the town. If you're not looking for them, you're not finding them. It just doesn't, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's all here in this chapter. And all I'm doing is bringing science to it. That's all I'm... That's the great Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I'm still laughing, man, because 
I didn't know the show was going to fall out like this, man. Do you hear my boy? This is why I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because he just breaks it down. All right? And the, the irony about this clip, to me, the other voice that you heard was none other than the bigoted Joe Rogan. Yeah, him. Okay. He had Neil deGrasse Tyson on his show. And he got a full education about the origin of man, the origin of science, all of that within, that was a five minute and 30 second clip. Do you hear what I'm saying? I beg you to go out and listen to Dr. Tyson. This brother is smart as a whip. He's an astrophysicist, by the way. We almost had one of those for governor, but y'all voted for Jethreen instead. Yet I digress. But that's what he was talking about is the origin of man and, and you know, the, 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 the genetics, the best genetics are going to be where the origin began. That's why he used the examples of the tallest and the shortest, the, the fastest, the smartest. In listening to that clip, I didn't know that about the Igbo tribe of Nigeria. I didn't know that they scored higher on standardized tests than, than the average white person. How could that be? They're from Nigeria. They're backwards. That's the point he was making is, see, what white people have done through history is assume that they're the greatest and put themselves on top. Not even fashioning for one moment in their minds that there are other people who are better, who are smarter, who are bigger, who are stronger, who are faster, who are more intelligent. You just assumed and where that assumption came from in history, that's one thing that I don't think anyone has ever really examined. At what point in history did white people decide that based on our skin color, we're better than people who have dark skin? Even as they lived in caves and they developed and they then moved on to build empires and conquer empires, the point that they got to Africa and saw the pyramids, how could you then say that you're smarter? Instead, they waged war to conquer and destroy and steal. See, that's what that clip was really all about. This concept of white supremacy that some way, somehow or another, through history, and I love the fact where he quoted Thomas Jefferson, and he talked about the Euclid geometry. I'm going to tell you, I've seen that once. I, you know, I'm a kind of math person, but mm-mm. He 
he missed the, they missed the point. There was Thomas Jefferson trying to down black people because they didn't understand Euclid ge geometry. These same people who had built the pyramids, by the way, yet he was sleeping with Sally Hemings and fathered six children. Oh, white people. You see, when you talk about critical race theory, this is white people who don't want you to know stuff like this. They don't want you to understand their treachery when it came to the world and especially the black world. And you even see that treachery play out today right here in American politics. We saw that with every time we have a runoff election, that's part of that treachery because you know runoff elections were, were set up during Jim Crow. And what it simply was that, let's say for instance, if four white guys was running and one black guy was running on the other side, the black guy wins. Okay? But if they're as close, it gives the, that's why they put in percentages of you got to win 50 plus one and this, that, and the other. That way they can have a runoff and give the white guy a second bite of the apple. That's what runoffs really came from. Did y'all know that? Oh, the treachery. And Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson laid it out. And if you didn't get that intellectually, I'm sorry. I got it all. I drank all that tea. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> we got a little bit more for you coming up here in just a moment. Oh, by the way, I got to do this. Okay, so let's, that was our Black Facts. So let's go ahead and do that. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And by the way, if you want to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give us a call at 615-554-0568. We're looking for sponsors not only for the show and pieces of the show, but we're also looking for new advertisers for the station as well. I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of you guys on Facebook here in a little bit and saying, hey, look, I got a good deal for you. Are you interested? Okay. And we'll go from there. So I'm looking at you. I see you business owners. Let's make this happen. All right. Now, let's take a break. Because when we come back, we're going to jump into this Brittany Griner story. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shed a lot of you feminists up. I don't care if you're mad. Yeah, I said feminist. Especially you black feminists. I'm going to shut y'all up here real fast. All right? <laughs> I can't wait to get to this Van Jones thing. I'm still laughing. I'm sorry. All right. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Hello, 
this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Energy. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553, 663-1553. 
Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Hey, what's up? David Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joinetradio.com. Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you probably wondered, man, those guys have a great show. How are they pulling it off? Or what can I do to help? We are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community, especially in the arts education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to add some cool, fun, and games as well. We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joynetradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure... You put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. A lot of things to talk about today. Of course, as you know, Brittany Griner was released from prison, from her Russian prison. If, you're, if you've been under a rock, Brittany Griner was, um, she was caught at a Russian airport with uh, cannabis oil, something that is illegal in Russia. We've talked about this over and over again. When you're in other people's countries, you have to do what they say. Not what you think you can do because you're an American. She's been there since February. She was released in a prisoner swap. She and a person by the name of Victor Boot. I'm going to tell you about Victor Boot here in just a moment. And certainly we are happy that an American citizen is home. But the sad thing about this story is that no one seems to care about Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan has been held by the Russians for now four years. Longer than Brittany. You all understand what I'm saying here? And unfortunately for the black community, many of you all are not up on world politics. All y'all could say, and if you went all down social media, all you saw is Britney's home. Way, yay, Britney. And rightfully so. But Britney got in her situation on her own accord by violating the law in Russia. At the end of the day, she had the cannabis. It wasn't like it was planted. It wasn't like these were trumped up charges. She had the cannabis. Paul Whelan didn't. And more importantly, are you telling me, and I just want to read some stuff to you about Victor Boot. 
okay? Victor Boot was a former Soviet military officer. He was serving 25 years in prison in the United States on charges of conspiring to kill Americans. This is the guy we gave back because for Brittany Griner, okay? He was, try, he was also convicted of acquiring and exporting anti-aircraft missiles and provided material support for terrorist organizations around the world. So in other words, this guy, Victor Boot, was in the business of killing Americans. Hello? So much so, you know what his nickname was at the time? The Merchant of Death. Didn't matter who he sold his weapons to. He just wanted to get paid. And by the way, he was being funded by the Russians. This is the guy we just gave back to Russia. How do you know if you had a loved one to die in a terrorist attack, how do you know Victor Boot wasn't behind it? If you had a loved one to die in Afghanistan or Iraq or Syria, any of those countries where we've sent our men, our brave men and women to fight, how do you know that Victor Boot didn't supply some of the weapons to those fighters that killed American soldiers? This is the guy we gave back for Brittany Griner. Hello? And while y'all are celebrating, and this is nothing against Brittany Griner, but while you all are celebrating and are, uh, are excited, just remember that the merchant of death is free. And he could be coming for you at any moment. Many people who are into geopolitical um, information, all the ones that I've talked to today, and unfortunately a lot of the people that I know aren't into this, but the ones that are, the first thing they said was, we got, we got gypped. This was not fair. The Russians won this one. We got a WNBA basketball player back. They got the merchant of death. <laughs> who made this who who made this negotiation? And it's amazing to me because the Biden administration was all day Thursday hyping this up and all oh, this is great and all this and I'm saying to myself, "Wait a minute." I'm happy Britney's home. But this was not an even swap. This is like going to a pawn shop with gold and you leave with straw. Sorry, Britney fans. 
But one WNBA basketball player, in my opinion, is not worth the death of the Americans and American allies. No, y'all going to be mad at me. I got more stuff coming at you here in just a moment. So before you get mad at me right now, hold on so you can get all of it and you can just be mad at me about everything I'm about to say here in just a few minutes. This next, this, this entire segment. That swap should not have been made from a geopolitical standpoint. And I guarantee you that there are people behind closed doors that are in the Pentagon who are saying, what the hell was Biden administration doing? Did, did, did you just want to score points for the black community? Is that what this is all about? Oh, see, I got Britney for y'all. I got Britney for y'all. In the meantime, I done sent my son or daughter to war and they've been killed by some weapons that Victor Boot may have sold to terrorists. Boy, that's a great swap. What the hell were they thinking? You've got to get Paul Whelan. He's got to be part of that swap. I'm sorry, Brittany might need to stay a little bit longer, but we got to get Paul Whelan. That's the equal swap. Not someone who shoots basketball. And I'm going to be honest with you. Some of y'all might be saying, oh, well, you just saying that because that's a woman. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if it's a basketball, I don't give a damn if it was LeBron. I'd have said, I would have said about LeBron the same thing I said about Brittany. You shouldn't have been over there messing up. Hello? You shouldn't have been over there trying to bring uh, uh, cannabis into the country. You knew the laws. You had been over there before. This wasn't your first rodeo. But you tried it. And you got caught and you got busted and you got America in, a, into, in, in the middle of an international incident. And the sad thing about it is that had you not done what you did, there is a possibility that Paul Whelan would be here. There was a possibility that the United States would have probably said, okay, as much as we hate Victor Boot, Paul Whelan is an equal swap. We can make that swap. But because of you, Brittany Griner, your selfishness and your idiotic antics, you've pushed Paul Whelan back further. Now the United States is going to have to give up another terrorist in all likelihood to get Paul Whelan home or make some other some other. You know, things that we can work out with the Russians to get Paul Whelan home. See, when this thing first happened, all y'all were talking about was Brittany Griner. And I kept telling you on this show that how y'all so concerned about Brittany Griner? Y'all talking about, oh, she's an American. None of y'all were talking about Paul Whelan. By the way, there are other Americans that are being held captive in other places around the world. You're not concerned about them. You were only concerned about Brittany Griner. That shows you how myopic your view is and how lost you are when it comes to geopolitical issues. Oh, let's get Brittany. I guarantee you, we, don't, we won't see any post about Paul Whelan coming home. In fact, I haven't seen any. Even when I would make posts, nobody addressed Paul Whelan. They always talked about Brittany Griner. I'm amazed. 
I would like to say I'm shocked, but <clears throat> I've gotten to a point where I understand black people now. I'm black. I see you for what you are. And part of your lack of international and political intelligence is in part why we're in the predicament that we're in today. We get hyped up on stuff that makes no difference whatsoever. Who's screwing who? Who's cheating on who? Who's fighting who? Who just got killed? We survive in spite of ourselves. And y'all are upset about Brittany Griner. I'm glad the girl's home. But at the end of the day, she brought it on herself. Which reminds me, I was listening to Morning Joe and Mika Brzezinski had the nerves to talk about, well, why was she over there in the first place? And someone told me, well, she was over there to try to make money. Oh, see, there was, there's uh, equal work for equal pay. Oh, see, this is a problem. No, it isn't. Here comes that feminist crap again. When I come back, I'm going to debunk that. All right? Brittany Griner, do you know how much she's worth? You know how much she's going to be worth now? Every television show she goes on, every newscast she goes on, she's about to get paid. She's going to write a book. She's going to get paid. And y'all, black women, are going to go out and buy it. $29.95. Brittany's story. Brittany comes home. And you don't even give a damn about Paul Whelan. Wow. Our people are lost due to a lack of knowledge. Back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com. Hey, what's up? David Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joinetradio.com. Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you probably wondered, man, those guys have a great show. How are they pulling it off? Or what can I do to help? We are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community, especially in the arts education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to have some cool, fun, and games as well. We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joynetradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure... You put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to joinedradio.com.
Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world. Never, ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. Uh, we're talking about Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner is free. All the black folks are excited. All the feminists are excited. All the gay people are excited. But Paul Wheeler's family is still a little frustrated. He's been in prison longer than Brittany. And we swapped an international terrorist for a WNBA basketball player. And y'all are happy about that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. Paul Wheeler was a Marine, decorated Marine, who, who stood in the gap for your freedoms. Yet y'all, y'all don't even talk about Paul Wheeler. You won't, you, I guarantee if I went on Facebook right now, nobody would say any, you wouldn't see anything about Paul Wheeler. Nothing at all. By the way, I mentioned the fact that Mika Brzezinski was upset because she thinks this is a pay gap issue. This is equal work, equal pay. Although the NBA and sports franchises are in the, in the business of making revenue. That's how they pay their players. 
the more money you make us, the more money we can pay you. In fact, that's like in any business, particularly in sales. That's why the salesperson always has, a, the best salesperson always has the corner office. That's why the number one salesperson always gets the largest bonuses. He gets to drive the company car. He gets a company gas card. He gets those extra vacations because that salesperson is bringing in more to the company than anybody else. Y'all get that, right? Y'all understand that, right? So this argument about equal work for equal pay for the WNBA just don't hold water. By the way, you know, Brittany was over there making extra money. Did you know she made up $1.5 million playing in Russia? Did you know Brittany Griner's net worth is $5 million? Did you know that Nike paid her a million dollars for being the first openly gay professional athlete? Brittany Griner wasn't hurting for any money. So this argument that, hey, she had to go to the WNBA to support her family, I mean, go to Russia to, to play to support her family, is a bunch of crap. And this is a bunch of, uh, of feminist garbage. If you're going to work equally, I don't mind you getting paid equally. But the WNBA is not equal to the NBA. I got more numbers for you, but I'm going to read this article to you just, just to show you how the media is pushing an agenda. I don't have no problem with you making money if you work for your money. But to suggest that because you are a woman, you should be paid the same as men, and you're not, you're not generating the same revenue? Man, that's crazy. That's wrong. Okay? Brittany Griner, the American basketball star and former Olympian, um, is worth five, an estimated $5 million. She's an eight-time WNBA All-Star, two-time uh, Olympic gold medalist. And, of course, of course, we know she was, uh, she was convicted. All right. She became Nike's first openly gay athlete in 2013 and signed a $1, $1 million deal. Okay. Here's the part I want to get to. Following her arrest, many wondered why an American basketball star would be playing professionally in Russia. But the practice is actually common among the, here you go, WNBA players who make only a fraction of what their male counterparts in the earn in the NBA. Well, let's let let's 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 break that down. You are not their male counterparts. Let's just remember, without the NBA, the WNBA would not exist. The Women's Basketball League or whatever it was called, it was the NBA who said, "Okay, we'll give you all a shot. You all don't even y'all don't even make money." But you're suggesting that you're the male counterpart of the W of the NBA. You're not. I'm sorry to say that. Let me continue. In fact, the WNBA cap caps earnings at slightly more than two hundred and fifteen million dollars, while the WNBA the NBA players is like four billion, four billion dollars. By the way. 
Griner also played in China. She earned 600000 playing in China. So what I'm saying to you is that Mika Brzezinski trying to pretend like, oh, she was over there because she couldn't afford to feed her family. First of all, I'm not crying for any athlete, period, male or female. If you're an international athlete, a professional athlete, you're getting some money. You're getting a hell of a lot more than I'm being paid. You're getting to travel to see the world. You're getting to play a game that you love. Okay, you're, you're, you're li making a living off of a game. I'm not feeling sorry for y'all asses. I don't care if you're male or female. Period. By the way, I wish I could have been asked ask, uh, Mika. Hey, Mika, when was the last time you've been to a WNBA game? Because all these people that are whining about what the WNBA versus the NBA, you've never been to a game. I got some more statistics for you. All right, here's the NBA revenue is $7.4 billion a year. The WNBA revenue is $60 million. Did you hear what I said? That alone tells you right there that no one in the WNBA deserves to be paid what they're being paid in the NBA. You know why? Because those, those guys are generating income. Advertisers, ticket sales, jersey sales, shoe sales, concessions. When was the last time a WNBA team built an arena? I'm, I'm listening. I'm dropping cold hard facts on you today because I'm tired of this crap trying to compare the WNBA to the NBA because there's no comparison. Okay. Average salaries in the NBA, $6.4 million. Average salaries in the WNBA is $71,000. Average ticket price in the NBA is $89. The average price in the WNBA is $17.42. Y'all following this? Steph Curry is the highest player, $40 million a year. Brittany Griner, $113,000. Check this out. 2019 WNBA Finals, 15.4 million people watched it. The 2018 WNBA Finals, well, I meant to say the first one was the NBA Finals, 15.4 million people watched it. The 2018 WNBA Finals, only 231,000 people watched it. You see, that's not enough people to even get a television contract. Average attendance, 18,000 for the for the NBA, 6,700 for the WNBA. Where are you paying? What you talking about? They need to they they get they need to get the same money with those numbers. Hello? Ratings. 2019 NBA Finals had an average rating of 8.8, .8, reaching 15 million homes. 2019 WNBA season had a 0.6. That was a 200% increase. Highest viewed game, 18.7, reached 29 million viewers. Tell me again why WNBA players ought to be making the same amount of money. Hmm? At the end of the day, most of you all that are espousing that nonsense don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I'm going to say it again. If you want WNBA players to make the same money as NBA players, 
go to a game. Let me ask you a question. How many people right here in Little Rock have packed up their, their children, their sons, their daughters, and drove up to Memphis to see the Grizzlies, to see Ja, or whomever comes through there? Or just even when the Grizzlies suck, people just wanted to go see an NBA game. Hello? Hello? This is business. By the way, how many of you all have even went to an bought a WNBA jersey? How many of y'all can name a WNBA player or a team for that matter? Hello? There are teams all over the place. And part of the problem is, and I'm going to talk about this, and I, talk about, I talked about this on the J.C. Love Morning Show, there's a perception problem with the WNBA. That's why a lot of women don't watch it. You know what I'm talking about. Look, the elephant in the room is that a lot of women don't watch the WNBA because they think those women look like men. I love it when those some of those WNBA players do photo shoots and they dress up. You're like, damn, that's that's her. <laughs> I remember we when I was uh, doing radio in Nashville, we had this women's football league to come to town, and they played at Vanderbilt. And we interviewed them, and they gave us tickets, and we went, we gave, I gave the tickets away to some lady friends of mine. So they called me at halftime, and I said, hey, how y'all doing? Uh, y'all enjoying the game? No. I said, why not? Because these women have, they loved football. They went to see the Titans. They were Tennessee State fans. They went to see Tennessee State. They cheered and everything else. Why aren't you liking it? Well, they said it's not the game that's the problem. So what are you talking about? She said, I went to the bathroom. And I couldn't get out of the bathroom. I said, "What, what are you talking about? She said the gay women were all over her trying to get her number and this, that, and the other. See, what you all don't understand is kind of similar to, 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 to men. You don't see a lot of straight males hanging out with gay males. Don't mean you hate them. You just don't see it. And there are a lot of women who don't care to be hit on by other women. And when you look at some of these WNBA players, it's the perception. Don't get mad at me. I know you're mad. Under the, oh, he done done it now. Now, before you say I'm homophobic, I'm not. I don't care who you marry. In fact, hey, proud that they've, uh, they got the, uh, the marriage equality bill passed. Great, great, great bill, and it needs to be done. I don't care who you care. I don't care who you love. You can, you can make love to a damn rattlesnake for all I care. Ain't my business what you do in your bedroom. But when you're, trying to, when you're trying to push it on me or when you're trying to push it on others who will accept who you are, but then you push it on them and throw it in their face, that's where you start crossing the line. I'm telling you what we talk about, my friends talk about. And if you were anywhere around me in my 20s and 30s, 
Uh, I just hung out with a couple of gay guys. We They went out in our crew. And by the way, my eldest brother was gay. That was back in the 60s. So I've been around gay people literally all my life. I didn't even know my brother was gay until I got like 14 or 15 years old. It's just my brother. So before you try to throw that 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 those 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 the those smears at me, oh he's see he's 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 homophobic. No, I'm not. I'm just giving you what people tell you, what they don't tell you in your first face. And as far as the WNBA, that's part of the reason you don't earn money. There's a perception issue. I think the PR that you that they've been doing, where they've been dressing up the players and making them look like women, those who want to look like women. I think that's a great that's a great thing to do. Because I want to see that woman, wow, she's beautiful in that dress or that pantsuit or that bathing suit or whatever the case may be. But when she comes out of that and dons her 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 her, her uniform, that sister can ball. And the bottom line is that everybody else has got to start saying, hey, I'm going to go to a WNBA game. That's how they're going to make more money. Trying to shame the NBA and paying them for work that they're not doing is not right and is not fair. And I guarantee you that a lot of those players, they're not going to agree to that. I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree to share my money with someone who is not doing what I'm doing? <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like going to a major college as a power five as opposed to uh, what do they call them? The circle of five, whatever they're calling them now. Yeah, I wanted to go to the big college, but I got to settle for this college. I wanted to buy the Corvette, but I got to settle for the minivan. That's kind of how life is. And we can't legislate and fix everything to make it fair. And some things don't need to be fixing. This is survival of the fittest. This is business. You, you, you work, you earn. The more you work, the more you earn. And the fact of the matter is, until the WNBA starts turning some revenue, they don't deserve to be paid the money that NBA players are making. Period. End of story. And if you're mad, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. And one other point. I'm happy Brittany Griner is home. But I'm still concerned about Paul Whalen. And if you're one of those people who was touting the fact that Brittany Griner needs to come home and you're not touting the fact that Paul Whalen needs to come home, then you're a damn hypocrite. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com.
this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Greetings from Arkansas Baptist College. It's that time of the year again. It's the giving season. Here's a great way you can support Arkansas Baptist College. During the week of November 25th through December 1st, you can go to any five below in Little Rock, North Little Rock, or Benton, and they will donate 10% of your purchase before taxes. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, let me remind you that when you go to the cashier, just simply say, I want want to support Arkansas Baptist College, and they'll take care of the rest. Just remember, this promotion is in effect from November 25th through December 1st, so get out to Five Below, and let's raise some money for the Buffaloes. It's just that simple, and thank you in advance for supporting the great things that we do here at Arkansas Baptist College. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553, 663-1553. 
Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Hey, what's up? David Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joynetradio.com. Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you probably wondered, man, those guys have a great show. How are they pulling it off? Or what can I do to help? We are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community, especially in the arts, education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to add some cool fun and games as well. We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joynetradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure you put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to Joynet Radio. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. I guess I got everybody mad at me. All the gay folks, lesbians, and transgender, and all them folks. I don't care. Sometimes you just got to say what needs to be said. Okay? Don't care who you sleep with. (laughs) I just don't. But I'm going to call you out. On things that are right and wrong. That's just me. All right. This hour, we got... Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Dion. okay? I'm going I'm to play something from... Because y'all don't get this, okay? A lot of people don't understand. And my son and I had a conversation. And he's he doesn't understand what I'm saying. And as I said the other day, I'm not surprised what Dion has done to Jackson State. I'm not surprised. I knew he was going to do it. This is what coaches do. Let me tell you a story. Okay, let me just tell you a quick story. So back in high school, me back in high school, we were undefeated and we were state champs. We had some pretty darn good guys on our t- on our team. Some, I mean, look, I was all state. We had seven guys to make all state that year, me included. Unfortunately, a lot of us didn't get a lot of good offers. I'm one of them. I didn't get an offer that I felt like I should have gotten. And unfortunately for me, not understanding the college landscape and how to pick a college and me being the first guy going to college out of my immediate family, 
I really got no advice on what to do. So Coach Sam Goodwin, who was coaching at Parkview at the time, who had a pretty good run himself, said, hey, look, why don't you come down to Southern Arkansas? Sam Goodwin was the first-year coach at SAU. And I chose SAU. Once I chose SAU and got on campus and realized what football was all about, and I realized that coaches lie, and then you and here's the funny thing about it. See, those of you who are not not familiar with this this the 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 inside stuff that goes on in football. So when you get on campus, you meet all these other guys that you've never seen before. These new recruits. And you begin to talk among yourselves. And you ask them, well, you know, coach told me this, coach told me that. Oh man, he did. He told me this, he told me that. And you quickly begin to realize that your coach had lied to you. That's a, unfortunately, hey, a coach is looking for his next gig, no matter where he was. And you know what Sam Goodwin did to us? He stayed at Southern Arkansas University one year and left us all in a, in a lurch. He had 16 freshmen from Little Rock alone who, had, who he had encouraged to come play for him. As soon as a bigger and better job came along, he was gone. He didn't even care. So for me, I got an early introduction to how coaches are. And then, of course, spending the majority of my life covering sports, college and pro, and getting some inside dope on what's going on. Yeah, man. Coaches are the worst. Remember the coaches that was trying to sell the, the, the football player from Memphis? Y'all remember that? Remember Art Browse at Baylor trying to cover up rape and murder? Whew. Lord have mercy. Coaches are the... Remember Tommy Tupperville? Him? Yeah, that guy. Somehow or another is, is a legislator now. I say all that to say, see, as I was trying to explain to my son, I'm not surprised about Dion. As I told you all, I told you, I said on the show the other day that three years ago when he got the job, I knew what he was doing. Here's why people are upset with him. When you start invoking God and when you start talking about that you were on a mission from God to come and some God told you to come to Jackson State. See, see for me, I knew that was a bunch of balderdash. But for some of you gullible black folks out there, oh God, oh, he's a Christian. Oh, he's a Christian. Deion Sanders has always been about himself. He ain't about nobody else, period. He took this job at Colorado State, and you know what? He don't even have a contract. They don't even have the money to appropriate for him right now. He was ready to get out of Jackson State. 
and all this stuff about how he loved these kids and he wanted to do right. And everybody always was, well, you know, he look what he did. He took half his salary. So, look, did he give it to him or did, is he getting a tax deduction? You don't know that, do you? Oh, well, you know, he got HBCUs on ESPN. So what? At the end of the day, how do you leave the program? Is it in better shape than when you arrived? And I will argue that it is not, even with the recognition that Jackson State got. But for me, I'm not mad that he left. I expected it. Because Deion Sanders is a narcissist. Instead of being called Coach Sanders, he's Coach Prime. He got theme music. He out there dancing with the players. That ain't what a coach is supposed to do. Let me, let me. <laughs> I know y'all think I'm hating. I'm not. I don't care. I just know that coaches are like politicians. How do you know they're lying? Their mouths are moving. And I guarantee you, if you ask any athlete, they will tell you the same thing. Let's listen to Bomani Jones. One Deion Sanders. And now he's telling us, go find somebody else to do what Deion Sanders does. You can't have this both ways. I don't judge him for taking the job at Colorado. They probably increased his salary by something like 15 times, mm -hmm. right? I totally get that. It all makes sense. But what he did was something that college coaches do all the time, which is you have to sell people four-year, ten-year plans when your plan is always one year at a time. That's the only way that you could really pull that off. And so he came in and he sold a long-term vision for what was going on at Jackson State, but his goals and ambitions were always to be a Power 5 head coach. My take has always been he went to Jackson State primarily because he wanted to be a head coach but didn't want to ever be anybody's assistant coach. So he had to find somebody that would give him a job and make him a head coach and so he could have that on his resume, and then he could take that to try to get the job that he actually wanted. Jackson State was the place that could do it, and he did a lot of good work while he was at Jackson State. But all the bigger, grandiose notions of what he was doing for somebody else, no, it was what it always is. He did it for Dion, and that's fine if you don't tell us that you're trying to do this for somebody else. But can he do both? Can't he go to a program and be there for three years, only have five losses like he did, and, and bring the attention? Maybe the next person won't be, you know, prime time. They won't be as, as charismatic as he is. But he still did bring attention to it. And and what I've seen from the athletic director and other people is they were grateful for him. And they oh, no. talked about him going on and something he signaled because of the financial disparities here. No, he's very good. But I think the magnitude of the financial disparity is so much greater than anybody realizes. I think the magnitude of the financial disparity between HBCUs and other FCS schools, the smaller division in Division One, is bigger than people realize it is. So there's room to criticize him for the way that he has left and for the fact that his initial rhetoric is not in line with his ultimate. Well, what would you have him do? What, what would I you have the man do? Oh, well, I wouldn't have come in in the first place and said that God sent me here to fix HBCUs and God decided that in the middle of it, you were supposed to leave. <laughs> Right. I mean, like the thing I've said is maybe God wants 10 percent of five mil and not 10 percent of 375. If God can do math, I can understand why it is. He sold a dream and then walked out on the dream. People have the right to be critical of that. I also would have taken the job that he took at Colorado. Right. It's not a judgment of the fact that he took the job, but this is not in line with what he told us for all these years. Boom. As usual, Bomani Jones hits the nail on the head. I really respect this brother right here. 
Don't come in here talking about God sent you to fix HBCUs and then you walk out on what God told. So let me ask you a question. Did all of a sudden God say, hey, Dion, you know what? Maybe I don't want you to fix HBCUs. I want you to go fix Colorado. Is that what Dion heard? Is that, is that what is that what is that what y'all believe? He sold Jackson State a dream and then walked out on a dream. Just imagine all you sisters out there listening to my voice and the guy swoops in and tells you, "Oh baby. Oh baby 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 baby." And baby 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 baby. And baby 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 baby. And yeah, baby, 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 baby. And all he leaves you with is with babies. Figuratively and literally. That's what Deion Sanders did to Jackson State. He sold him a dream. He said he was going to be there no matter what. And he walked out. But remember, as Bill Money says, as I say, I'm not mad at you, bro. Take that money. That money that they hadn't come up with yet, but I guess they will. Take that money. The only problem I have with you is how you came in. But see, I knew Dion was a charlatan. I knew Dion was a narcissist. I've never liked Dion Sanders as a person. Now, I don't know him personally, but what his image he puts forward that don't work for me, man. It works for some people. That's fine. Everybody is different. But prime time, and brother, you too old for that, man. Go back and look at some of his practice footages from Jackson State and how he acted a fool. Most coaches don't. Well, look, let me take this back. No coaches has ever done that. And my son says, oh, well, you know, maybe kids like that. Okay, you know, I don't want my coach acting a fool. I want my coach to coach me. I'm old school. That's that's just me. And I think most would agree. Now, some people think that he's going to go to Colorado and he's going to turn them around. See, it's different when you're recruiting at Jackson State. And see, you can use your name to get in those doors. And to some extent, you're going to be able to do that with at Colorado. So, Colorado, Ohio State, Colorado, Michigan, Colorado, Texas, Colorado, UCLA, Colorado, Oregon, Colorado, USC, Colorado, the SEC. Now you got to recruit with the big boys. And as Bomani said, this was all about him trying to get a job because Deion Sanders, see, his narcissism doesn't allow him to, to be under anyone. He's prime time. So he's got to be number one. So his narcissism don't allow him to be under anyone. So he had to go and take a job that someone would let him coach. And Jackson State said, hey, yeah, come to us. That would really help us out. It'll put our name on the map. We brand the brand the brand, yada, yada, yada. But how did you leave Jackson State? 
What will be Jackson State's? What will Jackson State's record be this upcoming twenty twenty three season? Will they be? Will they be eleven and zero this time around? Will they even challenge for the swag? I'm going to tell you that they won't. You know why? Because all of those kids that were at Jackson State that went there for Dion, they're going to leave Jackson State now. I heard a coach the other day, and I mentioned this. Hey, you can tell how good you were of a coach at a place if you were there any significant of time after five years. Because when you look back, the, the legacy that you left will still be intact. The legacy that Dion left is already exploded. Jackson State has been pulled out of the, the Southern Heritage Classic, a 30-year event that was that was a great PR mechanism for both Tennessee State University and Jackson State University. I've been to multiple games. I've covered multiple games. I've been a spectator in multiple games. The 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 tailgating and all the stuff, the 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 pomp and circumstance that goes on around that, the millions of dollars that are that is earned by the city of Memphis. And he pulled Jackson State out. Where do you go now, Jackson State? What's your classic? But I know UAPB is happy. I'm just saying. I'm not mad at Dion. And everybody want to take sides. I'm not taking a side one way or other. I'm taking it as, I'm looking at it from a former ex-football player, college football player, who got lied to by coaches. And I knew then what this game was all about. And this happens not just at Jackson State. It happens all across the country. The dirty underbelly of college sports. And Deion Sanders exposed that to us again. And some of you all are so blind, you close your eyes and you don't want to see it. Because you're blinded by prime time. All right, we'll take a break. Okay, I'm tired of Dion. I'm going to try not to talk about it. We'll talk about it a little bit more on the weekly sports magazine because my son wants to talk about it because he's for Dion. Okay, whatever. When we come back, we got two other stories we got to cover. One is about the pastor in Atlanta who seems to think black men are weed heads and the only thing, the only way that you can get them to church is sell weed. You know what you ought to do? You ought to just ask triple poles. That'll get them there. Back in a moment. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. 
easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show. <laughs> oh, man, I got a couple of... I, I'm going to use a little bit of this segment to talk about this, uh, this, and then I got to wrap it up with... Uh, I'm going to wrap it up with Van Jones, okay? But this segment, I want to talk a little bit about Reverend Jamal Bryant. Reverend Jamal Bryant is a, from what I've heard, is a dynamic speaker. There have been issues with him. Uh, over the years, I don't get into that church gossip crap, so 
I'm not going to even delineate some of that mess that I've heard. But the latest thing that I've heard is probably the most ludicrous and asinine thing that I that I can that I've heard in some time. All right. Jamal Bryant says he wants to start a cannabis business at his church in order to bring more black men to church. Yeah, you heard what I just said. Reverend Jamal Bryan wants to start a cannabis business because he thinks that will attract black men to come to church. No, I know what you're up to, brother. You want to be smoking the ganja too. And you're probably already doing that. Okay? I ain't mad at you. So, if let's take this to the extreme. So you're trying to attract black men to church, right? I have a great idea. You ever thought about a stripper pole? I, why not? How about on communion Sunday, give free shots of tequila to the men who show up and stay through the whole service? Give two who Pay tithes. I don't know. What would hurt? Jesus turned, saved the wedding by turning water into wine. Right? Stripper pole, you ever, you ever driven by, go down, what is it, Airways in Memphis? Go down Airways in Memphis on a Friday or Saturday night where they have relegated all the strip clubs. That's where all the men are at the strip clubs. And boy, they're paying tithes and offerings. <laughs> they're making it rain up in them strip clubs, bro. So I'm saying, Reverend Bryant, doesn't it stand to reason that, okay, if you want more men, there you're gonna if, if you're gonna bring weed, you gotta bring the alcohol. You gotta bring the alcohol. You gotta bring the henny, the crown, tequila. And you got to bring them stripper poles. Man, it will be packed every Sunday. Every Sunday. And then, then instead of when they're making it rain for the strippers, you get 10% of everything she makes. <laughs> Just solved it right there, bro. <laughs> I know that's stupid. But so is his idea. Man, what have we come to here? Come on, man. Here's what offends me about that. That's coming out of the mouths of a black man. And what that says is that, oh, black men are weed heads. They're drug addicts. So in order to get them to come to church, let's give them drugs. That's one thing that offends me. But what really offends me is that there are a lot of black churches who have never really looked at why black men don't go to church. And there are a number of reasons. I want to read to you what a couple of my friends said when I posted this. Okay? This is, and I won't give his name, but a good friend, we grew up together. He says... Not going to church has nothing to do with smoking weed. 
Every black man is not motivated by BS like that. This is wildly insane and disrespectful. I agree. Church has devolved into a single woman, single mother support group. There is nothing there for black men. We are invisible at church. And this stuff like this proves it. And you know what? What I responded to him, you are right on point. I know that's going to make a lot of people mad. But I want to go back to this line. Church has devolved into a single woman, single mother support group. It's been that way for decades. See, church is an emotional experience. And most men are logical beings where they're not that emotional. So when you hooping and hollering at men, most men are sitting there like, yeah, whatever, brother. I know what you're up to. You pimping from the pulpit. Now, that's not all of them. Let, let me be clear. Some of these brothers out here who are, are, who are men of the cloth are legitimately trying to help and save people. I, I, I can give you one. J.C. Love. I legitimately believe that brother is serious about his ministry. I'll give you another one. He's my cousin. He responded to this post. He said, not every church is like that, cuz. I have made a point to strive to ministry, minister to everyone. I have intentionally been recruiting men and setting the atmosphere for men-friendly church. By the way, that's Reverend Milton Graham. He's my first cousin. And I agree with what Milton is saying. But see, every church is not like Milton's. Every church is not like uh, Reverend Clarence Thornton's. These churches are trying to get women in there so those women will depart from their money, get emotional, and that's how they support themselves. I could go into some other details as well that I know about, but I won't. But let me just stick from the male point of view. Let me tell you why I don't go to church. Number one, I have a freedom of religion. And I take that serious. And I think I've told you all this story before. At one point in my life, I was trying to decide, and I think I was about 25, 26, when I, I went on my, 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 uh, my educational and theological journey, as I like to refer to it. My days of reckoning. I was trying to decide. I grew up in a Christian home. I was always a learned young man. I always read. So I always read things that contradicted what I was being taught. Not only that, I read the Bible. And I asked questions about the Bible. Logical questions. Because I'm a logical thinker. I'm a left brain thinker. Typically, people like me are not very religious. I don't begrudge anyone who uses religion as a tool to empower themselves and make themselves better. That's fantastic. We all use various mnemonics and things in our lives to 
enhance our well-being. Religion is only one of those things. Some people can do it by jogging or biking or eating. Unfortunately, other people do it by other means like alcohol and drugs and sex. But when I went on my journey, I began to read and I began to ask questions as I've talked often on this show about some of the things that I learned. And I've got a whole bookshelf of those things and the history and the culture and the research. If you've listened to this show for any extended period of time, you'd know that that guy loves history. When I travel to other cities, what do I do? I go to museums. I love museums. So my study brought me to a point where if I was going to be spiritual, then I wanted to worship the thing where it began. And we know that everything began in Africa, and we know that so did religion. Even your Ten Commandments were borrowed from the 42 principles of Mott, which is what I worship. I don't wear it on my sleeve. But why am I telling you that story? Because, see, I'm one of those people who have read and researched, and I can sit in a sermon, and I can know that what you're telling me in a lot of cases is wrong. Remember I told you yesterday about the, 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 the part of a sermon where I, I, I heard a preacher saying that, that people can't go to God who are in fraternities and sororities because they've pledged their, 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 their fealty to an Egyptian God. Huh? Him not understanding that his religion, his Christianity, is based on a lot of the Egyptian theology. But there he was in his ignorance. There are a lot of black males who are logical thinkers just like myself. And they figured out that, brother, what you're telling me just don't hold water at least in my concept. There are a lot of brothers out there who feel like preachers are pimping from the pulpit. We've heard that all the time. That's not all of them, but there are certainly some. When you look at some of these prosperity preachers and these jets, I saw a piece earlier today where it talked about these jets and mansions and, 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 and private homes and uh, it, it was unbelievable that these people could dare. I even heard one preacher, and I think it was DePlantis, who said, if Jesus came back today, he wouldn't ride a mule. He would ride in a Mercedes. <laughs> really? Is that what you're preaching? Men are tired of that. They're tired of that. Men know when you run in game. And if you're up in a church right now and there are more women in that church than men, in all likelihood, the men have said, hey, I've had enough of this for whatever reasons. It's sad. But men are more practical than women. Women are emotional. This is not a, this is not a slap against women or anything. Don't take it that way. Women are emotional creatures. Men are practical creatures. Okay. 
it's easy to appeal to the emotions of women because that's what religion is. Or I should say, that's what religions are. It is an emotional appeal for you to believe in something unseen. Whereas a man is like, hey, show me. That's just a man's nature. And for this minister to suggest that men will come to church if I offer them weed is, is an insult to every black male that I know. A lot of my friends don't go to church. And then you know a lot of it is that a lot of us grew up in church and it was just pounded into our heads and when you become adult, you say you make your own choice. Some of y'all out there, well, you see, you're going to hell. <laughs> really? How do you know? I'm just, I'm, I, I'm a logical thinker. I want to, I want answers. I want proof. I, 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 you know, look, I have faith in some things. But then, too, I still have to question. That's my nature. That's why I'm a talk. That's what I do what I do on this show. I'm a talk show host. I question things. That's my nature. And that's a lot of men as well. It has nothing to do with drugs. Look, if when, if men really wanted to go to church, if you go to some of these churches, man, ain't nothing but gorgeous women up in there. Ain't nothing but gorgeous. Look, men, look, that's, that's reason to go to church. If nothing more to look at the women. Men don't even do that. I know men now, they don't even go out to clubs anymore. Men have changed. Maybe it's because a lot of the men I know are older. But men today have a different mindset. And I don't think anyone has tapped into that as of yet, particularly black men. Black men are a strange breed. We are. If you get us on your side, we're, we're loyal. But man, it's a heavy lift to get you on our side, get on their side. I'm one of those. I'm one of those who sit back and look at you and like, okay, yeah, brother. Show me. I'm just saying. I don't know what Jabal Bryant was thinking. I really don't care. But if you're going to offer me weed to come to, to come to church, I'm going to ask you what kind of church you got. You're not trying to save souls. You're just trying to get more people to contribute to that plate. That's concerning to me. Either you're gonna, either you're gonna ride the faith and be faithful and 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 and, and do the things that the Bible says, or you're not. And you've got to be willing to understand that everybody is not gonna think the way you think. That's what makes America great. And every black person is not going to be sitting up in church every day. Just don't do it anymore. 
We'll take our last break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this thing with Van Jones. Oh, man. Van, Van, Van. Do me a favor, brother. Brother. Don't open your mouth for me. I'll explain back in a moment. Hey, what's up? David Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank all of you for listening to Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine right here on joinetradio.com. Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you probably wondered, man, those guys have a great show. How are they pulling it off? Or what can I do to help? We are raising funds to invest in our networks and our community, especially in the arts education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to add some cool fun and games as well. We'd love to have your support. And here's how you can do it. Joynet Radio is in what we call the joyful giving season. And we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our joyful giving club for just $15 a month. You can do it now. Go out to joynetradio.com, click donate. And when you do, make sure you put your name so we can give you a shout out. And again, we appreciate you listening to joinedradio.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553, 663-1553.
Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Alrighty, Dan Jones, we're back. Well, I'm not Dan Jones. <laughs> I'm David Coleman of uh, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Of course, hit me up on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. And also, download the, the app. Uh, the 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 podcast. Just go out to your favorite podcast platform and look for Black Folk Focus Radio. Right. So apparently Van Jones spoke over the weekend. Y'all know Van Jones, the guy who uh, tried to cozy up to Trump, who's been seen with Candace Owens taking pictures and and all this stuff. Apparently this weekend he spoke at some uh, United Jewish Association Federation of New York. I Hope I got that correctly. Uh, UGA Federation of New York uh, Wall Street Dinner. Okay. And Van Jones decided to take it upon himself, the self-appointed black leader of the black community. He's 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 self-appointed now because, you know, Jeff Bezos gave him some money, right? Jeff Bezos... <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Y'all remember this? Let me pull this story up. All right. Jeff Bezos donated $100 million each to CN contributor Van Jones and Jose Andres. Now, you all know Jose Andres, great chef who's done some great things around the world as it relates to a disaster relief when there is a problem and people need to be fed. Chef Andres shows up in Moss and feeds everybody. Love this guy to death. Why Van Jones got a hundred million dollars? Nobody can figure out why Jeff Jones. I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos did that to Van Jones. But since then, Van Jones has been on this. I don't know this this tour of holiness of whatever you want to call it. He wanted us to cozy up to Trump. Y'all remember that? <laughs> yeah, y'all remember that? Yeah. Yeah, him, that Van Jones. No one even likes Van Jones. No one in the black community. He's been ostracized. And I, you know, and he he says he said, the reason this country is a democracy at all is because black and Jewish people have have loved each other and helped each other and supported each other and stood up for each other. Yeah, that's why many in the, there were some in the Jewish community that was part of the slave trade, right? That's why a lot of the Jewish people are pushing this poison into our community called rap music, right, Van? 
Remember, you know what I'm talking about? You know? You know what I'm saying, Van? Van. Van, you know what I'm saying. Okay. He said more. <laughs> the self-appointed black Jesus of the black community says, apologizes to the Jewish community for the silence of our community allowing an African-American icon praising Hitler and Nazis and we act like we don't know where that hatred came from. The silence is over, says Van Jones. Hmm. So you decided that you're going to apologize to black for black folks because black folks didn't come out en masse and support uh, support um, the Anti-Defamation League to castigate another black male. Is that what you're saying, Van? What was the Anti-Defamation League when black people were being killed in the street? That's still happening, by the way. A Tatiana Jefferson. I just talked about her the other day. Where, 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 where are they? If you, if you say we're together, why is it that they don't ever show up when we need them to show up? I'm not being, I know y'all say, oh, see, he's being anti-Semitic. No, I'm not. I'm just asking questions. You know, it's gotten to a point now that when you ask questions, because people don't want to answer those uncomfortable questions, they want to try to label you as one thing or the other. Van Jones, you don't speak for me. And I don't care for Kyrie Irving or Kanye West. By the way, Van Jones, Jeff Bezos gave you $100 million. This was a great opportunity in this speech to call out Jeff Bezos for, for having a link about an uh, about a anti-Semitic movie. You didn't say anything about that. That's why I was laughing. Oh, the irony here is that you want to criticize black people, yet you took $100 million from one of the richest men in the world, and this man makes money. We just talked about on yesterday's show that his CEO said, hey, we're not taking this down. It might be offensive to you, but there are probably other people who don't see it offensive. And you know what? I agree with that stance. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't care if you marching down the street and you got a white robe and a hood on. I want to see who you are. I want to know what you're reading. I don't want to ban you. I want you to be exposed. Jeff Bezos gave you, Van Jones, $100 million. And you don't criticize him for posting what many have said is an anti-Semitic link to a movie that he is making money off. And more importantly, he's probably made more money off of it than he initially made because of all the hubbub around it. But you want to apply or you want to apologize for black people. And I am so glad black Twitter came for your butt. Van Jones, you don't speak for me. I don't support Kanye or you. Hello. Van Jones is in no way been asked nor or elected to speak for the black community. That being said, the black community has been telling all folk 
not to listen to Kanye for five to seven years ago. But no one heeded our warnings. And they're exactly right. And then they've got a picture of Van Jones and this other woman, Candace. And he said, this is the type Van kisses up to. We, Van, you've been exposed, bro. You're not invited to the black picnic anymore. Don't even show up. Oh, well, you know, you bring some of that money Jeff Bezos got now. I'll let you, hey, I'll get you in. I'll have to sneak you through the back door. You know, maybe have you to climb the fence and go through the bushes and be chased by the labor's dog. But you bring some of that money, bro. You know, drop a little of that, that cold cash on us. The bottom line is this, is that Van Jones does not speak for my community. He doesn't speak for the black community. The black community despises Van Jones because Van Jones is a hypocrite. He's a double, he's one of those. He's double standard. He, when, when he got this money, all of a sudden he had this male culpa. He, he's, he's this holier than thou. I'm Van, I'm Van Jones. And I believe that everybody is free. Man, go sit your butt down somewhere. The gig is up, brother. No one believes in you. No one cares about you. You're a joke. You are a joke, Mr. Jones. And I just want people to stop speaking for me. I speak very well. Every day, Monday through Friday, and on Saturday, six days a week. I, if you listen, I speak very well. And I'm pretty succinct and specific. I'm not confusing. And I sure as hell don't need Van Jones speaking for me. Especially that Van Jones. And I think most black people would agree that Van, you need to go sit your butt down somewhere. Just go on, young man. Just go on, all right? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable that this continues to happen every day. Every day. And y'all let him get away with it, too. Y'all really do. All right, we got to get out of here. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Remember, brilliant minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Which do you possess? Don't answer it. I'll know. I'll know. <laughs> Y'all have a great weekend. I'm going to have one myself. been listening to black focus where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m on joinetradio.com